Welcome back to another Share Your Light episode. Today we have a really special guest, Monica Jekyll. And Monica is an empath and has always wanted to help others. For over 20 years, she's been helping people through her psychic and mediumship readings, where she receives information through clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. Her intention is to help other people on their path to healing and to connect with their loved ones that have passed. There's another side to Monica's story that I think is really poignant and I'm part of the reason I really wanted to have her on today. In 2019, Monica was diagnosed with a rare form of breast cancer. Throughout her journey of chemotherapy, surgeries, radiation, and immunotherapy, an additional desire to help others came to the forefront, empowering people to have relief from treatment side effects. As she went through treatment, she wrote down everything that worked for her with the intention of one day sharing all that she had learned. Now she's providing help and healing through her psychic reading, mediumship readings, and care kits for people going through treatment after being diagnosed. Her message to others is, you can do anything, which was her mantra through breast cancer treatment. Welcome, Monica, and thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. And what I love is, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to work with you and I know you're a kick-ass medium and I know you're an amazing, intuitive and highly creative and all of those things. We'll, we'll start out with really focusing on your journey through, then we'll go into the, the lighter, which that's pretty interesting that I'm saying mediumship is really light and fluffy, but it is compared to what you've been through. <laughs> we had this conversation quite a while ago now, and you had mentioned when you were going through treatment that the resources weren't provided and you had to figure it out by yourself. And there were a lot of physical, emotional, and spiritual side effects that happen when you're going through that process of treatment that people might not be aware of. So could you share a little bit on that, please? Sure. So the first treatment that I went through was two different types of chemo. And I learned pretty quickly that Chemo changes everything in your body. It affects your saliva. It affects your energy. It affects anything that's growing quickly, thus hair loss during certain types of chemo. So while the doctors did provide me with prescriptions for the side effects, practical solutions I only learned about by talking to other people. So it was other people that had been through this or was going through it at the same time that I'd meet at the infusion center, for example. And the more that I went on the path, the more treatments that I went through, and the more people that I talked to, I wondered why this wasn't all available in one place or anyone going through this. Because I did find out about things, but by the time I found out, I had already muddled through some pretty severe side effects that I could have found relief earlier if I had the information. So that's that's why I started writing everything down because I really want to help people feel relief as soon as possible in their journey, um, no matter what phase of treatment that they're in. And I, I had shared with you that for those of us who have had friends or loved ones or connections of people who have been going through treatment, 
it's a helpless feeling about knowing what can I do to help? What can I do to support you? You don't want to overstep your boundaries, but you also want to let people know I'm here. Please let me know what I can do. And I know people will start a food thing where people bring meals or they'll bring that. But then there's, and you had shared this with me before, there's that personal time alone that that's not happening. And you really have to say, what can I do to take care of myself to get through this and get on the other side of it? And one of the things you mentioned, which I obviously had no concept of, is you, you mentioned a moment ago about the saliva, but there are very practical things you can do for that that will ease the symptoms, help you get through it. And I keep saying that because that's what it is. You can, I love, love, love your mantra of you can do anything. But I think that kept you going to say, I will get on the other side of this. I will be here for my son. I will be here for my family. Right. And I think that one of the things that you're, you're offering, and this isn't just a promotional pitch, it's more, you've pulled together all of these products and information to help people realize that there are options. You want to help people, you want to support them with your cancer care kits. Are these something that anyone could access or anyone could find? I guess my question is, are there generalized symptoms that this would be appropriate for many different kinds of cancer, not just the type you were diagnosed with? Yes. So I'm doing, I'm making kits by side effect. So for example, I have a kit for dry mouth staying on the you know, example of the saliva. I promote it, I guess, as a kit for breast cancer chemotherapy, because that's what I'm familiar with. And that's what I went through. But these same products and tips will work for anyone that's having dry mouth from anything, any issue, any uh, medicine, anything like Mm -hmm. that. So there's products in the kit. And uh, I just think the more valuable piece of information, though, is booklets that I've created. So the booklets that are in the kits are actually the knowledge and information that I learned that I'm sharing. Um, The products are just so people can get something in their hands while they're reading all of the information. So they don't have to read everything and then search for products. So for example, when your saliva production goes down, um, like before I even started chemo about a week before, I started using a different type of toothpaste that encourages production of saliva. And that is in one of the kits. There's also a mouth rinse. Yeah, it's practical. So you have uh, these care kits or, or relief knowledge and tools for the side effects what I absolutely love and respect is the practicality of it. And I mean this with love and compassion. How many blankets does one person need? How many coloring books? How many, because people on the other side of it don't know what to do to help. If someone had gifted you this, when you were going through this, it would it have felt like, oh my God, someone sees me. Oh yeah. It, that would be amazing. <laughs> this is so coming from your heart of wanting to help other people, because I know that you you advocate, you work as a support person for other people that are going through the rare type of cancer that you had, that there's a, a part of the proceeds that are going into donation for cancer awareness, all of these things. This is just a very, um, it's to help. Your All your work is to be of service. 
But what's really cool is the other aspect, and I think this is part of what has gotten you through it, Monica, is what what did get you through it because you know you're very healthy and strong and vivacious now, which we're we're all grateful for, is that you're creative. You you make jewelry and you have breast cancer jewelry available as well. That I mean, I love, love, love the uh, rose quartz and hematite pink ribbon wing bracelet that is just, it's subtle. It's not, uh, it, but it's something that could also be supportive for someone going through treatment or the family of, or if you have a child, I mean, there it's just, it's beautiful because again, it's all about how can I help you get through this and realize you do have support and community and there's a sense of hope. Right. And while you're going through treatment, it can be, it can feel very isolating. Even if you have a family and people and help around you, they're not going through it. They can't feel what it feels like in the body and they can't feel what it feels like psychologically because you do feel like you're, you don't know yourself anymore. You don't recognize yourself in the mirror none of it is your choice. So that's part of my mantra of, I can do this. I can do this. And it does have to be one day at a time, one step at a time. Um, I found that I had to look at it that way, because if I looked at it as in over a year of treatment that was out ahead of me, it was just too overwhelming. And honestly, in this journey, and I've written it in the booklets as well, mindset is everything. That is your foundation for the whole journey. Mindset, um, finding people that'll support you. But if you get something where people have actually put thought into it and realize they're giving you something that can provide you with relief, for me, at least, if I had gotten that, there aren't enough words for, for how much that would have meant. And I think it right. means a, a lot to the to people giving too, because their hands are tied. They really don't know. Exactly. What exactly. And wanting to do something that actually helps and doesn't, this is uh, very empowering. This is, you can take your life back from this. Whereas if you're and and I'm, I'm not, saying that there's not a, a time and a place for other gifts that are given. That's not what I'm saying. But it this does nothing to add to the fact of you're sick and you need to wrap up in a blanket and color or you're you're not feeling well and you need to do this is more about you will get through this. Here's some stuff that's going to empower you to start taking your life back and control over how you're able to function through the day. Right. So I'm just speaking from my experience when this, when everything started, um, you know, the diagnosis was a a total shock and surprise. And suddenly, very quickly, I was thrown into a world of more appointments than you can imagine, tests I've never heard of, types of doctors I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. And in my case, anyway, you know, you don't even get to pick when your appointments are, you're just so... Right. A lot of control that you may have in other, you know, doctor environments, for example, is kind of whisked away because the whole point is to get you in treatment, get the things that you need as soon as possible. And that 
doesn't always go with your timeline. And so it feels like your life is changing very quickly. It's upside down. And you have all these appointments that you've never had before. And you have a feeling of very little control and a lot of overwhelm. The first appointments that we had, you know, talking to a surgeon and talking to an oncologist and the amount of information that you receive in those initial appointments is just, it's overwhelming. It's terms you likely never heard of before. It's things that people are telling you are going to happen to you. You don't really have a choice in how they're going to happen because it's it's just known scientific side effects from medication or surgery, for example. So when I started to discover ways that I could find relief, it gave me some power back. It gave me some control back so that I could say, I feel nauseous. I'm going to reach for this. There's a special uh, like lozenge kind of thing that you can suck on when you're nauseous. So at least I could pick and choose, you know, different teas, things like that, and not just rely on the medication that was handing me for side effects. I had some choice in the matter. And that was, that was a big deal for me at that time. That's a huge deal. And if you were a young mother, you had a a child and, and there's also from the way you're describing this, the only thing that the, the visual that I get is it slammed the brakes on your life. It completely slammed the brakes on and you went into a big ass skid. And, and I think that that's the reality of this. And yes, and I have utmost respect for, I I know a person who is um, a social worker, an oncology social worker. I know that there are people who are supportive that help you, but I can't understand that if I haven't had the experience. And I think what you're saying is, I want to help and support you through this because I, I have had this and I understand and I want to empower you. So my next question to kind of to jump from this just a tiny bit, do you mm-hmm. feel it changed your, because you've been a, a medium an intuitive, a psychic, you know, all of those things for your whole life, but practicing for many years, do you feel it changed your relationship with spirit and with your work as a, intuitive and a medium after going through this? Yes. I will say when I was, it's interesting because when I was um, going through chemo, which is when I was, I would say my most sick during that time, Mm -hmm. spirit took away those abilities, those um, psychic and mediumship abilities, almost like spirit knew I, I just, I wouldn't have the energy for it anyway. So they were Mm -hmm. saying, you know, we're going to take this back for a little while. Yeah. And about two weeks after I finished chemo, someone asked me a question about somebody that was um, ill. And all of a sudden, everything came back. (laughs) It's like I came back online. The spirit (laughs) brought everything back. But it it was stronger and other clairs started to develop. So I'm primarily clairvoyant. I've always been very visual. But then clairaudience started becoming stronger and clairsentience. So I think spirit supported me through this. I can say that. Um, One thing that I found was helpful during chemo was taking walks. 
and just being in nature and just really asking for healing and another part of this journey and the message that people will likely receive, you know, right from the first appointment is surrender. You don't fight it. You got to go with the flow, just surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, nature is what I know. So I went for walks in the woods daily and I'm not going to pretend like that was easy to get out there and do that. I really, really had to force myself some days, mm-hmm. um, but it helped me and it helped keep me grounded in in who I am and not just what my physical body was experiencing. Right. Because I know you, that's also a part of your practice that you still continue is that you're very, very connected to the natural world, to the collective, to all of those things. And I think when I step back and look at this, you know, you, you look, can look at you're a mother, you're a partner, you're this, you're that, then you get this diagnosis, you're going through all of these things. Nature was your lifeline then, and it continues to be as you're yeah. in, you know, you're, you're healthy, you're strong. And, and I think that healing of nature, that connection with nature, we can't underestimate that ever. And that's my own personal opinion as well. But the fact that you reconnected with who you really are during the process and allowed spirit to say, okay, we're going to light the way for you a little bit during this. Don't worry, we'll be back. Because I've known people who their connection has diminished and it's a very unsettling feeling if you've always been able to process through spirit or or intuitively, and then all of a sudden there's a brick wall. That's yeah. a really uncomfortable feeling. And I think for the fact that it came back, it, it, it goes back to what you just said of surrender, because if we let go and allow, we're taken care of. And, right. and I yes, you did the work, you did the all of the horrific appointments and surgeries and and those things but you also said okay I trust you enough to get me through this and I think that's part of your message as well is don't lose you in the process right and that's I lost my footing so when everything started I call it the freight train Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, you know I had my son was six years old at the time and I had never even spent a night away from him before, which mm-hmm. I know is crazy, but it's true. Um, and it just flipped our world upside down. And about three months into my treatment, COVID started. So where my husband could come with me to appointments and to sit with infusions, he couldn't anymore. So that mantra of I can do anything, it had to get stronger because right. I had to do it on my own. So I, you know, I did the rest of chemo on my own. I had a mastectomy where he could just drop me off at the door and pick me up the next day. Then I had radiation and, and then I had another mastectomy, but all of those things I had to do by myself. And, you know, at the end of this, my surgeon asked me what I learned. And I said, I learned I'm, I'm stronger than I thought I was because really you have to do it. Even if someone was coming with me, that is amazing support, but it's really you that has to step up to the plate and say that you're strong enough and surrender, go through the steps, right? have faith in your 
self and your strength and who you are. I think you can borrow my one of my favorite expressions. I've been to hell and this isn't it because you have. <laughs> For anyone who's listening, who's in the middle of this or has gone through this, I know they're feeling it in their heart, what you're saying, because it is something that is deep and shake, as you mentioned, shakes your entire world. Right. So right. I've seen you uh, and experienced, you know, your, your connection with spirit and you're such a clear conduit. What are your readings like? Because I know that in your mediumship, you offer connection with loved ones in spirit and that you're right. able to, and your intention is always for the highest and greatest good, which we're here to be of service. I love that. And as you communicate with the loved ones in spirit, a connection brings through that sense of knowing that they're already there. You also are able to communicate with guides for people, which I, which is more of a psychic reading. So could you maybe chat about that for a minute, what your readings are like? Sure. So my mediumship readings, typically for me, people have a specific person in mind that they want to connect with. So we will connect with that person. I will ask them for very specific information so that the person requesting the reading knows it's their person. There there are right. things that there's no way in the world that I could know. I bring through that type of information. So for example, I was um, doing a reading with a woman and her loved one in spirit was talking about, always look for the lilies, always look for the white flowers. I know that you're near the, near the lilies. And she said, hold on. And she went off. We were on Zoom. She went off and she came back with a vase of flowers. And she said, what are these? And I said, lilies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're in my windowsill. But that validates to her that he's there. You know, he sees her in her present life. And there's no way that I would have known something like that. Mm -hmm. I could not see flowers anywhere. Typically a reading, the feedback that I get is that someone feels like they know their loved one is closer than they thought, or, you know, they thought their loved one was far away and they couldn't communicate with them. And they didn't have any idea what was going on in their life right now that they only knew what happened in their life before they passed. What I have found and people will come back and and check in and they'll just say, remember this, he was talking about this six months down the road, or remember when you said this and I wasn't really sure, well, now it makes sense, but it makes people feel like their loved one is, is close. Their loved one is by their side and still participating, observing what they're doing on in their journey on earth. And I think that's so important, especially now and people want to know are they okay do do they still know I spoke with someone yesterday and she wanted to know she well will my brother come to my wedding and I said oh a hundred percent because and he was like he he told me she was getting married he's like pointed to her engagement ring and I think some people listening and saying well you're using your psychic or you're using if if you're a medium or if you connect with people in spirit it's it's almost having an energetic conversation with someone. So you're right. not reading the person that you're talking to. They're giving you this information. You're being a receiving dish, kind of, kind right. of like a satellite dish and receiving it. So I, I love, love, love the lilies because you're right. Of all the flowers in the entire planet, 
they made specifically sure you said the word lilies. And, right. and again, all of your work is how can I help? How can I help people realize their loved ones are okay? How can I support you with some guidance to help you get through a rough spot in your life? And then the practical side of, you know, what can I do to physically help you get through this, this very difficult time in your life if you're in the middle of a treatment or or if someone you love is and you want to help support them? If you have a child that's going through this process with you, there can be some anxiety, some unrest. So you also developed some stone kits for children. So even before my diagnosis, I found that when my son was very young and he was having emotions, you know, whether it be sadness or anger, or he didn't really know how to express it. He definitely didn't know how to express it in words yet, which made the situation even more frustrating for him. So I did some research and I started, I made this little pouch for him of crystals. Um, So it has, you know, six different crystals in it. And it's just a little organza pouch. What we started doing is when he felt those emotions, we would sit on the floor with the pouch and we would do a breathing exercise. But I would encourage him to, you know, the stones stayed in the pouch, but I encouraged him to feel the shapes of the stones and move the stones around in his hand. And the emotions would process. And then he would say, I don't, I don't need my pouch anymore. And he would hand it back to me and he would just be his normal self again. So I think because we started doing it when he was so young, it just became routine. I mean, it's not all the time. It is for, you know, overwhelming emotions. We still use it. So it's, it's in a location where he can grab it. We just sit down and we focus on our breath. And I have another kit that we've also used for years and years. And I also um, give this to people when I do a house clearing. It's a little pouch again, and it has crystals for sleep and protection. So we hang these in our bedrooms um, just by the organza handles. And it has a little medallion of Archangel Michael on the front. And on the other side of the medallion is um, a guardian angel. So I have used these for over 10 years. And I think it's time to share them with other people because I know whenever I give them to people, um, they feel comfort in that and um, their sleep gets better and their nightmares stop. I want that for everyone. So I've created a second pouch. And you're empowering another, another aspect of your work that's empowering people to take back their control and their connection with spirit without feeling that they're being victimized or bullied or, or any of those things. And I'm thinking of, I think a lot of adults would like those bags too. I don't think we just oh, have yeah. to have those for, yes, for children. They for adults too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my experience is just with a child, but anybody can use the pouch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's for any age. Uh, I just, that's how I discovered it and how it came to be. It's a great way to teach your child at a young age, how to process those emotions, how to, 
to reconnect with and not be overwhelmed, especially if you have a child that's highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, to give them something that, because I can even see you could tuck that pouch in your pocket if you were going somewhere and you could, I used to do that when I worked, I would put stones in my pocket. And when I'd start to get overwhelmed with other people's energy, I would just reach in my pocket and I would hold those stones and it would, it would reground me. It would help me refocus and, and bring my energy back. And I feel like that's what you're saying with these, these pouches. Absolutely. absolutely. So the, and these are also available on your site. Yep. Oh, great. On my site great. And they're on in the Etsy shop and yeah, these are really easy. You can just hang them by even a, a little thumbtack on the wall. You don't even have to hang yeah. them. You can just put them on your bedside table, but they're small and, easy, but they make a big impact. And I'm blessed to be able to see Monica on the video as we're recording this. It's a really cute little bag. It's very <laughs> cute. So it's not, it's not poo-poo. It's very cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Where can people find you and all your wonderful offerings? So my website is monicajakeel.com. And I also have an Etsy shop where the the kits are and the jewelry as well. And that's called Wandering Bunny Shop. And there's also a link to that on my website. So you can get to it through there. I also just wanted to say that in the readings, no matter what type of reading, it's a conversation between, if it's a mediumship reading, it's between spirit, me as the messenger or the telephone, I would say, and the person (laughs) sitting in front of me. And the person sitting with me is a huge part of that conversation because the more that they talk, the more that they validate, the stronger the connection is with their loved one and the more information can come through more clear and they can feel more comforted. So I know some people get nervous when they go to a reading and it's really just a conversation and the same for the, um, you know, the psychic readings. I connect with my guides and your guides about your current life. You can bring questions. Um, we can just see what comes up, but it, it's a conversation. So it's never me talking at you. It's a conversation where you have feedback, you can validate things, you can continue to ask questions during the reading. That's a really good point, Monica, because you're not cold reading and digging for information. And for anyone that's been to a medium, if you just sit there like a block of wood and don't give any energy, it makes it harder for the medium to keep the link with the person in spirit. And you're not giving a lot of extra information, but when you give a resounding yes, that makes sense, or yes, that strengthens the link for the medium with the person in spirit, but also allows you to have a much richer and fulfilling reading than if you, and I know none of us would, but people who go into it with playing stump the psychic and is it real and is it that? And I think if you're really truly looking to connect with your people in spirit, the way Monica described it is spot on, is it has to be more interactive to to strengthen that link and bring through as much as possible, because that's, that's the goal is to paint them back to life. Um, right. And I, and you're really good at it. So we want to, you're welcome. 
So again, it's monicajakeel.com. Her Etsy shop is Wandering Bunny Shop. And for a reading, for a kit, for anything, uh, please reach out because she really is the real deal. And I know that um, it's always about service and raising the vibration. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, but also I hope you can find it in your heart to say, what is it that I came to do to help? Because that's what we're all doing right now is stepping into who we came here to be and how we can raise the vibration. Monica, thank you again. You're, you're wonderful. And I appreciate this so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care.